Welcome everyone back to the Championing Youth Minds podcast. Today is going to be a really exciting episode. I have Hannah with me and she is the founder of the One Third Project. And to be honest, I won't dive into details myself. I'll hand over to Hannah now and she can talk a little bit about the One Third Project, her story, her journey to where she is now and all exciting things. So yeah, Hannah, the floor is yours. Uh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, so um, hi everyone. I am Hannah. Um, I'm the founder of the One Third Project um, and we support 16 to 21 year olds um, who are predominantly still in education but are becoming disengaged or withdrawing from education um, and therefore require some extra support um, and a bit more guidance to kind of find your way in life. Um, we're not there to kind of dictate anything we're there, there just to kind of bridge the gap between education and whatever else you want to go and do in life um, because we understand that education isn't for everyone uh, the current education system that is more of a the standard route um, isn't for everyone and we just kind of want to make sure that everyone is given the fair chance to explore their life and their future in their own way um, and understand that they don't have to follow the, the same path as everyone because um, everyone is completely individual and your kind of experience in life should be completely individual to you because it's you, you that's going to live your life um, and it's uh, it's not fair if you kind of get pushed into one thing and you don't really want to do that so yeah that's basically what we do we support young people um, and by doing that, we just kind of introduce people to projects, um, get young people involved. So if you are becoming disengaged from education, we kind of get you involved in a project that gives you something to do, uh, gives you some skills, gives you a voice. Um, so we make sure that young people are given a platform because uh, a lot of times young people aren't, they're, they, they're saying things and they're standing up for themselves and they're, they're talking about really important topics but oftentimes um, professionals and organisations don't necessarily want to hear young people and it's no no fault of young people's fault at all it's just the fact that um, a lot of people still think that oh that's a young person they don't have as much experience what do they know when obviously we're, we're kind of experiencing it um, so we know quite a lot um, so yeah we think it's really important to give young people a platform um, let them share their voice um, and we've had quite good, good success in that at the moment um, and we hope to continue doing that because that's really important um, and then in the future we really hope to do some mentoring um, and some really big events that we are planning and very much looking forward to so yeah that's just a bit about us. Yeah that's absolutely amazing I there's no doubt about it that it's really necessary and you know the conventional education doesn't suit everyone and that's okay um so yeah I think what you're doing is amazing it will help a lot of young people I guess I'm kind of just interested like what led you to start this project like was it your own experiences um yeah so if you could kind of talk a little bit about that that would be great yeah so um it was mostly my experience um I left school at 14 um so that was about a year and a half before my GCSEs um and that was purely down to the fact of um something had happened during the summer before I returned back to school 
and um unfortunately it just kind of really impacted my mental health which was already suffering quite a bit at that point anyway um and it it kind of just came to a head where I couldn't step foot in the classroom without having a severe panic attack um I wasn't enjoying learning anything at that point I just didn't want to be in the environment um and obviously teachers try their best um but it was I want to say um probably like 2014 so it wasn't very common to talk about mental health still um there wasn't any sort of training that was provided still so it was obviously nowadays it's probably much better and um schools are becoming a lot more aware of the fact that they need to support mental health in their school um so it was just unfortunate timing for me at the time uh, so i ended up basically leaving even though the school kept me enrolled um to make sure i could do my gcses with them um i then proceeded to stay in bed for two years <laughs> essentially um because no one was telling me what to do um my teachers weren't sending me any work i had no motivation to do anything I had no reason to like get up out of bed so I just didn't um and it was really difficult because I am a very academic person I love learning and for me to not like doing that was it just gave me no joy in life and it was really difficult um so when it eventually came around to my GCSEs I still hadn't had any support I hadn't stepped foot in a classroom for about two years um I hadn't learnt anything so basically my mum got me some textbooks and I literally just read through the textbooks very quickly before my exam somehow passed two of them um and failed the other two but I'm terrible at maths anyway even now um and then after that it was it was kind of just even more pressure because where do I go from there it was uh, looking at college um, at the time I really wanted to do forensic science mm -hmm. and no college would accept me because of my grades but they wouldn't look past my grades and look at the circumstances so it was really difficult to try and get anywhere and no one was willing to take a chance on me and that was really difficult so it, it just everything I was doing I had to kind of do it myself. I had to go through the research, look at everything and all my options because no one was giving me any support. Um, and obviously now I'm doing a lot better. I still struggle with my mental health, but I'm doing a lot better. And I now have a master's offer um, for September, even though I haven't done an undergraduate degree because I, I just wanted to skip ahead, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it just kind of shows that you can do anything you want. You just some sometimes you may just have to go out on a limb and just kind of risk a little bit um but going through all of that it just made me want to never have someone go through that again because even though my situation is quite extreme um it's definitely not the only one in that sort of area and the similarities yeah. um I've heard so many different stories that say that oh my child is disengaged or yeah I went through something really similar and it really frustrates me because these are really not not everyone is academic and some people just want to go into work or just get on with their lives and that's fine um but some of them are really academic people and want to do so much with their life um and they're just being left behind and abandoned almost um so 
even though I can't change the world overnight because I would love to do that um I'm I just thought well if I set up an organization where these types of students and young people can kind of get together um understand that there is a common factor in everything and that we can overcome everything to kind of together if we keep working on it um that was just really important to me um because a lot of organizations still kind of miss out those young people who are in that situation and tend to go for more the people that are getting good grades the people that are attending school um and it just didn't seem fair to me mm -hmm. so, yeah I mean congratulations on your master's offer that's incredible thank you um, no I think you know your story like you said the experience is very common and even though it might not be exactly the way yours was but it does happen um and you I mean you're just a testament to show that you don't need like to do the conventional GCSE A levels undergrad to continue studying I mean the fact that you're going on to do a master's without even having done an undergrad is, is crazy so it's just that I think when we're at school we're not even exposed to these opportunities that there are these alternate paths that you can go down and I think it's amazing the work you're doing and supporting young people because unfortunately like you said like there are children which are left behind because they're not getting really good grades or they're not fully attending school so it's, I, someone needs to pick up those left behind children and I think through the one third project you're definitely definitely doing that and I mean how could young people get involved in your project so I've so for championing youth minds we've actually added one third project onto our directory but I guess if you could kind of talk through the steps of how young people could get involved yeah of course and um, and thank you for adding us to your directory um so the uh, the main way to kind of get involved would be through social media so we're very I say, I say we're very much on that. Um, we are nearly always on Twitter um, and I'm always nearly on Twitter as well. So if anyone wants to get involved, we almost always post everything on Twitter. Um, we try to post as much as we can on uh, Facebook and Instagram as well, but we are kind of a little bit behind on those and we will be picking those up soon. Um, but we also have a website um, so it's www.onethirdproject.co.uk um, and um, while it's not updated all the time there will be times where all the projects are on there um, and the links to everything so you know how to get involved um, and obviously it kind of goes into a bit more detail about what, what we're about as well um, so there's also referral links for schools and organizations and groups if you have a young person that um may be in the sort of category that we're looking at and may just want a bit of more of a community and a support um and be in a kind of inclusive environment um we're more than happy to take referrals because we'd love to keep helping as many young people as we can um so yeah so uh there's there's lots of different things to get involved there will always be projects ongoing um and like i say in the future we are looking to do events and there's one big event in particular that we're looking to do next year um so if you do start wanting to get in, involved in some projects now um you will definitely 
um, hear about all these up upcoming events and you'll probably be one of the first people to know as well. So that would be brilliant. Um, so yeah, so that's basically just how you can get involved. Yeah, that's amazing. And I mean, I think it's great to see other young people really using their experiences to make like a good change for like the future generations. And I absolutely love that. I mean, as soon as I came across you, I like reached out and to connect and stuff. So that's absolutely lovely. And I guess, because obviously championing youth minds were focused on kind of mental well-being. Obviously, you're like you said about the anxiety, like your mental health must have gone through a lot um, during, you know, during school and I guess even so now sometimes. So I guess, how do you navigate that experience? Like what type of strategies do you use? What type of help did you get? What type of support did you have through that journey? Yeah, so obviously mental health services are a bit on and off sometimes um especially if you're kind of waiting around for um referrals you're on the waiting list there isn't much you can kind of do about that because it's just how the system is at the moment which is a really awful thing because it's not really helping anyone um but to kind of i i don't know to kind of combat how i was feeling I just tried to be around family and friends as much as I could because I knew if at the very least if I didn't feel like doing any hobbies or um, going out for a walk or anything like that if I didn't want to do anything because I was just not feeling it um, if I was around family and friends or I was able to be in touch with them a bit more then they would encourage me to do things or they'd drag me out to go and like go for a walk or go and do something fun um and obviously they'd make sure that I have you eaten today have you drank some water today and <laughs> I think sometimes if you are really struggling and you've got the no motivation feeling sometimes you just need someone to check up on you um yeah. until you can kind of get to the place where okay today I feel like going to do something or today I feel like I can maybe do some school work um and honestly it, it takes people different amounts of time to do it it took me probably a couple months to get out of that stage and to be able to go and do something um I've known people that it's taken a couple days couple weeks um some people do take longer um and obviously at that point then um hopefully the professional help really hurries up and gets to use as quick as possible um but I I understand that there is quite a big pressure on self-care and I'm a huge advocate for self-care but I feel like some people take it a bit too seriously um and they kind of put a bit of pressure on it like oh I haven't done anything self-care today like I haven't done anything that's going to help me I haven't just like meditated for an hour or I haven't gone out of my way to do yoga and if you really enjoy doing yoga absolutely fine I'm not a big <laughs> fan but I I've tried it in the past um but I think people forget that literally just watching Netflix for five minutes in a break or um, while you're on public transport that is a form of self-care you're doing something that's kind of occupying your mind you're not constantly thinking about um, things that are making you anxious or worried um, having food and making food that's some mm -hmm. form of self-care um, so it really does depend um, so you could just be looking after yourself without really realizing so even if you have a day where, okay, I really need to stay in bed, watching Netflix 
absolutely fine. Like that's going to recharge your body and your mind. And maybe the next day you'll think, okay, spent all day in bed yesterday, had some great food, had a nap a couple of times. I do that a lot. Um, and watch some Netflix and okay, I feel like doing something a bit more today. And if you don't fine, that's absolutely fine. Everyone is completely different. Um, but that, that is the biggest thing while you're waiting on a waiting list, if you are trying to get uh, professional help, there are little things you can do. Um, and I'm not saying everything is going to transform your life uh, because mm-hmm. it takes a lot of effort and a lot of work and time as well. Um, but it, that, that's how I got through uh, while I was waiting around for cams and other services if you can't access them right now, then there are just little things that you can kind of do to keep your mind going and just get through and try and keep yourself okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree. I love what you said about your self-care can be so many different things. Self-care doesn't even have to be actively doing something. Self-care can just be doing nothing. Um, and I think, yeah, like even just like reminding yourself to eat brushing your hair brushing your teeth like just really simple things like that also for self-care so what you just said is amazing and yeah it's been absolutely lovely trying to you and learning more about the one third project and um I hope everyone listening to this can go check out your social medias and your website hopefully get involved but just kind of keep up to date with what you are doing and like you said the events coming up so thank you so much Hannah it's been lovely speaking to you yeah thank you so much for having me it's been an absolute pleasure yeah thank you and to everyone else listening um yeah keep waiting for some more exciting episodes